the phenomena of, of ND, meaning near-death experience. And with me today, I have a young lady, her name is Christina Marie, and her experience she received was on May 18, 2021. How are you, Christina? I'm extremely nervous because this is the first time I'm sharing my story. Well, I just want to let you know, hopefully I'll make it easy for you and keep it calm, you know, keep you calm and because this is very um, sacred and special to you that happened to you. So we'll just, you know, I'll let you start the story off. I mean, your, your story, your experience. Okay. So it started, it started May 18th, 2021. So I'll let you start off. Yes. So first off, as I'm preparing to talk with you today, Kathy, I'm getting this, like, same, well, similar energy that I had on the day of May 18th, but wow. definitely not as nearly as intense, but before I talk about the actual day of my near-death experience, I do just want to let you know that it's almost impossible to share my near-death experience without talking about my twin flame journey and my full life story. Mm -hmm. However, that's why I'm in the process of writing and publishing a book, but I'm going to do my best today to provide enough details to capture the gravity and the, the intensity and the powerful meaning of everything but I do want to apologize because I'll be jumping back and forth a okay. little bit well that's okay everybody you know has their how they explain their story but Christina on May 18th um, 2021 did it happen in the morning afternoon evening when did so you it happened it, it happened actually at work however over the last probably two years, I've been experiencing some upper jaw pain, like right above my front teeth. Mm -hmm. And it's led to a lot of other psychosocial struggles. And I've had multiple emergency dentist visits until March or April of 2020. Mm -hmm. And then at that time, my dentist had referred me to an endodontist to have an old root canal redone. Mm -hmm. So that recovery process was awful, absolutely awful. And I, I had to have another round of antibiotics. I actually think of several rounds. And a lot of sleepless nights, excruciating pain, swelling. And after about two months, though, I started to feel some relief. Uh -huh. And then all of my x-rays were returning normal. Uh -huh. So the last 10 months, that pain in my upper jaw has been returning on and off very intermittently. But I followed up with my dentist. All of the x all of the x-rays were normal, and um, I was getting x-rays just for routine cleaning, but also I was in the process of an expensive cosmetic 
surgery. Mm-hmm. But then on it was a week before Mother's Day, May of 2021. Mm-hmm. I was with my twin flame, which I can describe later. Mm-hmm. We're just chilling in my apartment, relaxing, watching TV. However, at one point, she had headbutted me by accident, square in the mouth, where my pain has been on and off for like two years. Mm-hmm. And I immediately felt this intense and sharp zap. And it almost felt like like hot electricity. And it was excruciating. And I thought for sure I had just cracked my front teeth. Mm-hmm. And I tried so hard to hide my tears from my twin flame because I didn't want her to feel bad for nailing me in the face. It was an accident. Mm-hmm. But I was hoping the pain would subside after a day or two, but it only got worse. And so therefore... I scheduled an emergency dentist appointment for that Monday after Mother's Day, and it was at 7.30 in the morning. Mm -hmm. And I had went in there. I explained everything to the dentist, and she did an oral exam. We took some more digital x-rays. She showed me the x-rays. She then decided that... um, I should just take some ibuprofen and Tylenol because he said my root canal looked good. He didn't see any fractures in my teeth during the oral his oral exam. And mm-hmm. he told me just to give it a week and then call him back if I had any pain. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> he then said that if I was having more pain that he would send me to get some 3D imaging done. Mm-hmm. I do want to have another side note at this point. In my life journey in general, I was trying to always trust and act on my gut instinct, Mm -hmm. which ironically, through my near-death experience, I learned that that actual gut instinct is my intuition, also known as my soul. But I'll talk more about that later. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that exact moment when my dentist said, just give it another week, I had that gut instinct. And I I don't know what it's telling me in the moment. All I know is to trust it, and it means that something is not right. And in that moment, I felt that the recommendation was not right. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, I said, absolutely not. I am not waiting a week. Send me to 3D imaging today. I had to take off work for today. I want to get everything done. And so he had sent me to 3D imaging, and he told me he would sign into that medical portal, look at the results, mm-hmm. and then contact me that same night. Mm-hmm. Well, unfortunately, I didn't hear from him that night, and the ibuprofen and Tylenol that he told was me that to take on, was, was that on May 17th? So this was, so Monday after Mother's Day would have been May. Gosh, well, anyway, we can, let's move on. So you were it's, having this experience yeah, and uh, um, some more pain, et cetera, et cetera. So um, what got you to? This is all the same week. Okay. This is all the same week. It's totally going to make sense, I promise. <laughs> 
Okay. So, so Monday was that emergency visit. Okay. Tuesday, I didn't hear anything from him. Wednesday, I didn't hear anything from him. So I trusted my gut instinct again, and I got a second opinion because I couldn't wait around anymore for him to get back to me. And so I scheduled the second opinion appointment for that Thursday, which would have been the Thursday before the so May 13th was my second opinion appointment. Mm-hmm. And on Thursday, May 13th, I was not prepared for what that dentist told me. Mm-hmm. He showed me the x-rays from my previous dentist. And he showed me that my root canal that was done the year prior was overfilled. And we're not talking overfilled by like a millimeter or two. It was overfilled so much that it went outside of my tooth root and embedded into my jawbone, which created the infection. And I needed to have an emergency surgery right then and there. Mm-hmm. And that dentist took so much of my jawbone out, that infected part, that he had to replace it with cowbone fragments in mesh. Okay. And he also fixed that root canal that was done, that was overfilled. He fixed that. He did an oral examination. He was amazing. And he said, now, you don't have any fractures that I see, but if your pain continues, mm-hmm. it's possible you could have a fractured tooth. But, Kathy, I'm telling you, within 24 hours, it was the best I felt ever until the day of my near-death experience. Okay, well, well what got you to the near-death experience? I mean, what happened on May 18th? So May 18th, it was a Tuesday. I'm in my noon staffing, just a team meeting. Uh And at about 12.15 in the afternoon, Mm -hmm. I started to get this, like, weird vibe within me. Mm -hmm. Nothing that was too, I don't know, it just... There was something that was going on in the meeting. I just kind of felt weird about it. But after about 15 minutes, it just kept getting more powerful. And the energy within me was unavoidable so much to a point where I ended up sending my supervisor a text messages or a text message. And I said, I have a really weird vibe right now. I'm just going to turn off my video. Mm-hmm. And I still kept the audio on. I just turned off my video. And then the weird vibe started to become positive, like blissful and serene. But it was so overpowering that I couldn't handle it. And I turned my audio off. And I was trying to do, like, some deep breathing. But then I also Googled how to get energy out of your body, mm-hmm. and it sounds weird that I would even okay. But that. let's get so, back to your experience. I need to know this what. Is all ha- it. 
Okay, so what happened on the eight, May 18th? Did you pass out? Did you hit the floor? You know, what happened to get you to the near-death experience to, to be outside of your body? Right. So, Kathy, my near-death experience is going to be different from what I've tried to research. At 12.15 p.m., my near-death experience started. Everything I'm telling you right now, this energy, my soul was trying to transition starting at 12.15 p.m., which is why I know, like, it it lasted six hours, and I'm going to be telling you as much details as I can of okay, my, so my near-death experience. Were you started. out of your body? I mean, because near-death experience is more having an experience outside of the body, you know, not inside so the body, I had, outside the body. Yes, I had a life in review, and I also had an out-of-body experience on my ambulance ride to the hospital. Okay, so where were you? that out-of-body experience didn't happen until after the fire department and paramedics tried to convince me. Mm -hmm. So, I guess... So, were you you standing outside the ambulance? Were you standing there watching them work on you? What were you... What were you doing? Well... So I guess I guess I'm curious. Do you just want to know about the out of body experience, well, or do you want me to continue? Because my near death experience, my I was dying the entire time. And when I'm when I found that article online, I started reading an article which I knew was my soul reading it because my human brain could not comprehend everything I was reading, which. Mm-hmm. was what I, I thought was all of my past lives and being reincarnated, but I don't know if that's true. So this whole time, the reason why the energy within me was so overwhelming is because my brain still had electricity in it, and it was too much for my physical body to handle, and I think that my soul was refusing to pass over because of other reasons but this all needs to be shared and not just my out-of-body experience because I was dying for six hours straight Hmm. okay and uh so so you were in the ambulance did you so did you experience what did you experience when you were in the ambulance well in the ambulance I had continued to, I will get to the ambulance, I promise, Kathy. Okay. I promise. Well, but there's and, more that happens in my office that needs to be shared. Okay, so, but, you know, every my audience likes to hear the stories about the near-death experience, because near-death experience is more um, um, stepping out of the body. You're not dead yet. You haven't passed... You're not, your body is still functioning, still trying to stay alive, but you're not in the body. You're either outside, walking, doing something. Um, That's the near-death experience. So I, you know, I'm trying to figure out if you really, truly had a near-death experience on me. It must have been because I was talking with spirit guides. Oh, okay. I... 
So you were seeing, yes, I, so you were having it, but you probably weren't completely 100% out of the body. You could have been halfway. You could have Correct. Been, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Okay. That's okay. Then yes. That's okay. So you probably had it more with halfway out of the body, but you weren't completely out. You're still in, but you're having this, whoa, correct. what an what am I going through here? And, uh, correct. Okay. Correct. Okay. So when I'm trying to talk to you. So when you had that experience, did you have it in the ambulance or, or way before no. then? No, way before the ambulance. So, the ambulance is, so, I think, when I may have died. I had an out-of-body experience in the ambulance. I had my life in review and everything else up in my office. When I was talking to the spirit guys, I was up in my office. Wow. Were you by yourself and in so, the office? No. No, no, no. So can I back up now that no 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 just no no just keep going let's keep going so you were in your office when you had you were halfway in and halfway out of your body and uh, yes and were you by yourself I mean physically by yourself not spiritually but physically by yourself for a portion of it for a portion of it so did anybody see what was happening to you yes wow. And they quickly yes. called 911? My supervisor, my supervisor, two nurses, paramedics, and a couple of firefighters. I also had two client appointments, and I was experiencing my near-death experience during that time, too, because each of those clients was also one of my spirit guides that I was talking to about my life in review. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they, everything I was saying made complete sense to me because I was talking with my spirit guides. And to them, it probably, I don't know what it seemed like to them. They, But at one o'clock, well, I won't go over the article anymore, but during that article, when I'm having all that energy, which is too much for my body to handle, I felt like there was an evil presence behind me at one point, and so much where I turned around. I was afraid to turn around, and I turned around, but there was no nothing there. Mm-hmm. And at 1 o'clock, I grabbed one client, and I started having the spirit guide conversations, which I don't know if it was a spirit guide or if it was part of my soul that I was talking to because it was talking to me about the meaning of my Phoenix tattoo, which I started to get two years ago. And it was telling me that the reason why, like God, or the universe had told my soul to get the phoenix tattoo is because it's a symbol for resurrection and rising above mm-hmm. adversity. And I didn't even know why I should have gotten the tattoo at the time. I just had a gut instinct and I went for it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And then at 2 o'clock, my next appointment the energy was so bad where I was close and 
in my opinion, I was close to death at this point because I couldn't even talk. And the person that was that was in my office at that time, their face started to distort. Like the right eye went up higher and the left eye kind of went down. It was kind of, I don't know. It, but this whole time I wasn't scared at all. I had zero fear. It, the feeling I felt was serenity, bliss. I felt like I was floating on a cloud. It, but it was too powerful. It was too positive. Mm-hmm. But it was definitely bliss. And then after that appointment at about 10 to 3 now, this is when I knew I was about to die. And I had sent an email to both the front desk and my supervisor saying, please send the nurses to my office. And at that point, I think there was just one nurse that came I was already on the ground, and she was talking to me, and I had a heavy feeling in my chest, which probably appeared to them or to her that I was having a panic attack, but I've never had a panic attack. It was a heavy feeling in my chest, but then my body, especially my hands and my fingers, got... um, contorted like they became very rigid like rock-like and I couldn't move them Mm -hmm. I told the nurse I said please please take my fingers because they were like clenched in a fist I said and it was painful I said please take my fingers and stretch them out and she tried and she couldn't move them And I pleaded with her. I said, please, you don't understand. There's negative energy in my fist. I need you to grab it and pull it out. Mm -hmm. And she did, I think, just to appease me. Um, But as soon as she did that, I could move my fingers again. That's when I realized that I could control the energy in my body. Mm -hmm. And my fingers and feet had started to... Um, contort again but I closed my eyes and I silently told myself like in my head it's just negative energy release it and you will be okay kind of like telepathically Mm -hmm. I guess it's kind of weird because I didn't say it out loud but I thought it and it worked Mm -hmm. so the paramedics came into my office My supervisor was in there. I asked my supervisor to be in there the whole time with me. Um, I think I kind of felt like a a child, kind of like how a child wants their mother to be present. Um, Mm -hmm. And so she was in there the whole time. And I had told her. Mm -hmm. I knew it was dying. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and um, I said that I could see through her. And she had this light around her. And the paramedics... Sorry. The paramedics and the firefighters that were in there, I could see their bodies. But the voices that were coming out of 
their bodies were not their voices. They were my spirit guides. And two, two of the voices I heard, they weren't coming out of the body. One of the voices was my grandpa doll. Mm-hmm. And the other one was my grandma Dewitt. And I heard their voices out in the hallway, like towards the ceiling. I couldn't see them, but I heard them. And then the other voices that were coming out, the rest of the bodies, I know were my spirit guides. And then all of a sudden, um, my I was staring out in the hallway at one of this one of these paramedics that was just standing by the gurney. And I got this like flash and my whole entire life and review like flashed before my eyes, except it's, this is the part where I want to time my whole entire life, like played backwards, like a movie and it was kind of like a movie rewinding from end to the beginning. Mm-hmm. And so every single person I ever met in my life appeared before me. All of the good, all of the bad, every synchronicity, every deja vu moment that I've ever had in my entire life kind of played back and came into a puzzle. All of my trauma all of my repressed memories, all of the ways in which I hurt people, too, even if it wasn't intentionally, all of these lessons about life, like for once in my life, everything made sense. Mm -hmm. And I, religion, and spirituality was a big part of my life. I literally had the Bible metaphorically and literally thrown at me my entire life because of my gender and sexual identity. And at that point, I heard God say, Chris, I was not the one throwing the Bible. And that's when I dropped to my knees in my office, I believe, or the garbage can got handed to me because that's when my body started violently vomiting black substances. Mm-hmm. And at this moment, that's when my life in review have, was completed. And that's right after God said he wasn't the one throwing the Bible when I started vomiting. And at this point, I felt like I was in the Truman Show. I don't know if you've ever saw that movie, Kathy, but so I felt like everyone in the room was kind of like in on it. Like they were all my spirit guides and they knew exactly what was going on, that I was finally coming to my death and I was like the last one to know it. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I was thrown... After I finished vomiting all this black substances, I'm about 115 pounds. Like, there was a lot of black vomit. And 
I remember one of the paramedics, unless he was a firefighter, he said something about, oh, there's the rest of the vomit. And they were kind of like laughing, I think, because they were trying to make me feel better. But in that moment, um, I told them, I said, you guys know exactly what's going on right now. Don't even joke with me. It's because they were my spirit guides. And I didn't trust them because I didn't want to die. And I didn't even let God give me a choice of going with him or to stay in my body. I demanded. Mm-hmm. I demanded that I stay in my body because of my twin flame. And I was not ready to leave this physical realm. Excited too much I want to do. Mm-hmm. And that's when the firefighter or the paramedic or my supervisor or all of them finally convinced me to get on the gurney. But I wanted to wait to make sure there's no clients in the hallways because I didn't want them to be traumatized to see me being taken out by gurney. And this whole time, again, I still feel this overwhelming bliss and serenity that I just can't explain. I had zero fear this entire time, either. Like, it felt, it was euphoric. And when I got on the journey, you would think it'd be bumpy going, like, down the hallway or into the elevator and down the elevator into the parking lot. it wasn't bumpy at all. I was floating. Mm-hmm. It felt like I was floating on a cloud. But mm-hmm. then I got into the ambulance. Mm-hmm. This is when I had my out-of-body experience. Hold a thought. And Hold it, hold it. we got to go into a commercial break. Please hold it. Hold it, Christina. We'll be right back after these messages. Hold okay. on to that. Okay. Hey, this is Brian with Better Accounting. Do you know how much money you will owe in taxes? Do you just blindly save money here and there and hope it is enough to cover your tax bill? There is a better way. Wouldn't it be nice if you could go into the tax season knowing exactly what your tax bill will be? Or better yet, wouldn't it be nice to make smaller payments throughout the year so you are not scrambling to pay your taxes? Better Accounting is the proactive solution to business, taxes, and accounting. Our team believes in regular communication with our clients. We meet with our clients multiple times throughout the year. Effective tax planning does not just happen during the tax season. If you are looking for a hands-on partner in your business, give Better Accounting a call. Call our office at 385 257-8866 or check out our website at betteraccounting.com. We work in all 50 states. Again, give us a call at 385-257-8866. We look forward to working with you. I'm Esther, co-founder of Head & Home Horse Rescue and Equine Therapy we have a program called the Cavalry Club, where if you join, some of the benefits are you'll get to ride horses at a fraction of the cost. 
You'll also get awesome discounts on writing lessons and more. Cavalry Club membership is $75 per month per person. With the membership, you get a one-hour, 30-minute writing session every week, unlimited supervised visits to the facility, discounted membership for family members who ride at the same time, discounted writing lessons, discounts for birthday parties or other events, and discounted tickets to Head & Home events. Come check us out on our website, headandhome.org, where you can see photos of our horses. Come visit us to see them live. You can reach us at 801-254-1687. the owner of MathBeast EQ'd. I believe mathematics is the most important subject students should learn, but sometimes traditional schooling isn't enough. I have a classroom space in Bluffdale, Utah, or we can use Google Meet or Skype. Call me at 385-515-8600. Let's help your student become a beast at math so they can be a beast at life. Thank you for hanging in there with me. I'm sitting here with Christina Marie. She had her near-death experience on May 18, 2021. So Christina, we were going right into your experience on the, um, in the ambulance. Hello? Yes. Okay. Yay. Yes, and you can- The ambulance. Uh-huh. The ambulance ride as soon as I got into the ambulance, so I don't know a lot about near-death experiences, but I'm guessing I died at this point because my soul was outside of my body and I felt, so my soul is my, what I learned is my consciousness. So. Our personalities, or if we were to describe, like, okay. who we are, I heard it was called, like, the third eye, but I don't know what that means. I just know that my consciousness felt like it was high up in the universe, but geographically, I was up in, like, the ceiling of the ambulance. Mm -hmm. I don't know did how you, else to describe it. Did you recognize your body? Did you see what yes. they were doing to you? Yes. And can you hear? So there was a. Can you hear their conversations? What they were saying to you. So there was a female paramedic behind me, and there was a male paramedic to my left, and they were very frantic because that's when my body started violently vomiting all of these black substances again the entire way to the hospital and they all they were doing was exchanging empty plastic um, vomit bags. I would fill one up, they exchanged a uh, full one with an empty one. That's all they did the entire time. Mm -hmm. But also I refused all medical all medical attention and not attention, all medical intervention. Mm -hmm. from my office all the way to the hospital and I, the paramedics, fire departments, the nurses, everyone can vouch for my entire six hour story. Mm -hmm. I told them all I need is water and air. 
That's what God was telling me. All you need is water and air. And so I didn't get any IVs, no fluids, nothing. And I don't know how a 115-pound person can vomit that much black substances Mm -hmm. and still be alive. Hmm. And I think that the ambulance ride is only probably five minutes but the time from here forward felt like years mm-hmm. for my soul because that's when I learned a lot of my life lessons, too. And I talked more with conversations with my spirit guides, except I couldn't see them, and but I knew I could hear them talking, but I think it was telepathically. I couldn't even see my own body up in the sky. My body was down in the ambulance. Mm-hmm. But I know it must have been my soul that was up in the universe because mm-hmm. it was my consciousness. I don't know how to explain it other than that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I don't. Did anybody mention anything to you when you were out of your? you know, experience, I mean, besides hearing what the nurse, I mean, the um, paramedics doing to you, but have you talked to anybody else? Has anybody come and start talking to you, explain what's happening to you when you're out of your body? So when the paramedics transported me, as soon as I got out of the ambulance and into the ER room, that is when I could no longer see anything that was going on there. Mm-hmm. I was up. I was somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And, and where were you? Where where somewhere else? What is that for you? What does that mean to you? I think it was bad. I'm so sorry, Christina. And uh, did somebody visit you when you were out of your body? Were you with anybody? Just voices. Just voices. Um, Okay. My spirit guides, I didn't recognize any of the spirit guides' voices. I just recognized my grandma that had passed. Mm -hmm. And my grandma that had passed. Those were the only two voices that I recognized. Um, Mm -hmm. but allegedly per the doctors, when, when, when my consciousness reunited back with my body, the doctor asked me if I remembered anything. And I said, I remember everything except from taking out of the ambulance, going into the ER and I don't remember any of that until I came to, and he looked at me like she saw a ghost. Mm-hmm. And she said, you were completely fine when you came to the hospital. Like, when you were admitted, you were completely fine. He's like, and I said, what? I said, you need to talk with the ambulance, with the paramedics that were in the ambulance with me. You need to talk with my supervisor the fire department and he did and they 
he was extremely, like, he saw a ghost. He didn't know what to say or do, and he didn't have anything for me. He, I was discharged, essentially, as a medical, a medical miracle after an hour. So my... Did they, ever, did they ever told you what the black blood was that you were throwing up? I, all I can say right now is that it was toxins mm-hmm. and most likely leftover infection. From the dental work. Okay. And, uh, and they got that cleared from you. When you were in the emergency room, right? They help get that cleaned up and, you know, get your body back to normal? Well, apparently I had, I mean, when I, I guess I had, I had vomit all over my clothes. Mm-hmm, and, of course. Uh-huh. like, I was discharged to the street, like, shirtless with a gown. Wow. Did anybody come pick you up? Uh, family members? Yes. Okay. My twin flame okay picked me up. okay and uh and they you know took you home and you re- relaxed and stuff um but the doctor did what else did the doctor say did he ask any other questions for you he told me to follow up with my primary care physician Mm-hmm. And I actually had told my entire story to my primary care physician mm-hmm. and my psychiatrist, which um, they thankfully both believe in near-death experiences. And I was so afraid to tell them both because they're grounded in science. Mm-hmm. I thought they were going to think I was delusional. You know, I'm 42. I don't have any history of hallucinations or delusions. I've never used hallucinations or hallucinogens, anything like that. And for my both my psychiatrist and my primary care physician to believe me just felt really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, when you went home, uh, you said you had some experiences afterwards. When you went home, um, when you rested, did you have any other experiences later that night? With electricity, and to be honest, Kathy, I didn't really think anything of it. I just thought the lights were flickering or, like, my, my TV down here came on one night. You know, I didn't, I didn't really think gosh, too much of it at all until I talked to Bill Guggenheim, who is the founder of After Death Communication. Mm-hmm. And he's the one that told me about the after effects. Mm-hmm. And uh, I talked. Did this go on for quite a while for you? You know, the after it's, death it's going experience? on to this day. Wow. And, uh, um, have you received any visitors? Have you uh, family members from the past come and comfort you? You know, uh, have you received anything like that? I was like hoping that? you weren't going to ask me this question. 
was really hoping you weren't going to ask me this question because something, Kathy, darn you. That's <laughs> um, okay. We're, we're really sensitive to you. Something happened to me this week. Mm -hmm. We're really sensitive to you. My listeners are listening with a kind heart. That? My listeners are listening to you with a kind heart. Oh, um, because, Kathy, to be honest, I don't know if it's, It was a dark figure, and I don't know what it is. All I know, gosh, all I know is that when I pray, it goes away. Mm hmm Okay. You're the first person I've ever told that to. Well, we're sending you a And I've that. never had experiences like that before. Mm -hmm. Ever. So, do you do any, um, um, Christine? Do you do any meditation? Do you, um, tell me about your meditation? You know, do you do anything like that to help you to absorb? You know, with what happened to you and where you've been and everything. I have. This is what's strange, too, because prior to my near-death experience, I always, like, intellectually knew there was higher power. My higher power is God. Mm -hmm. um, but now I feel it, and I don't have any fear, even with this, like, dark mass or figure that I see. Like, I, I have this sense of peace and spirituality within me that I feel and it's like all knowing and I just know that everything that happened in my life up to today is part of a higher divine plan by God in the universe and I trust in that mm -hmm. and I know I'm exactly where I need to be in this moment and through my near-death experience, too, God had confirmed with me that I have three purposes in this world. Mm -hmm. One is to share my story. Second one is to write a book. And through those, the third one is to save lives. And I need to talk about my twin flame journey because it's a significant part of my near-death experience. Mm -hmm. And it's, I mean, that twin flame journey, honestly, Kathy, was anything but pleasurable. It, it's been brutal, but. Everybody that I know who has a, had an in, a near-death experience was not easy. It was been tough, rough. It's been hard and then coming back and dealing with their body and and trying to recover which is a long long time some of them recover takes months to a year some are just you know quickly and uh and you're one of them that's kind of quickly and i had somebody else who had one in may too and she recovered quickly but still has very vividly on her mind it kind of leaves a blueprint from what i've been told so uh, 
it's like a blueprint that you, you never that. and you never forget it you will never ever forget your experience and it's good to write it down because when you write things down it helps you to release the trauma that you went through because it is a trauma it's a shocking it's like something that you don't have every day <laughs> and uh and um, at least you had the opportunity to see what the other side's like, you know, and and uh, and be able to be sensitive to. I'm sure you're sensitive to other people and their um, where they're going and in their journey in life. So I'm sure you're a great help to many. Well, and it's ironic you say that because I think initially, definitely for the first probably two weeks after it happened. I felt like I was having some, like, trauma symptoms. Like, for example, I found myself getting, like, really hyper-vigilant in my office because I was, it was where it started. It started at 12.15 p.m., and I remember every detail. Like, what I share today is, like, just the tip of the iceberg. There's so much more detail to share. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like you're telling the story, but when you write the book, it's more in detail. It's like every book, that's why it's, it's good to read books compared to watching a movie because the book is more in detail. And where the story, it's the story. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like you're telling me the story, but yet when you get your book, you know, come back on my show. We'll do a, uh, a refresh, you know. And uh, you can talk a little bit more about it, you know, later in a couple months. And uh, but when you get your book out, you know, it's going to be more in depth. You know what I mean? I don't know what book, any book I've ever read that um, it's more enticing compared to a movie or someone telling right. me the story. That's true. So that's true. And I've I've heard people say that they've had like several or at least more than one near-death experience. Kathy, I hope I never have one again. <laughs> I honestly hope I never do. I mean, it's not that it was a bad experience. I mean, it was extraordinary. Like, the, the energy and electricity within me was was palpable. Mm-hmm. It was remarkable. It was undeniable. Mm-hmm. However, like, this is so spiritual, and I... I honestly, I know why God chose me now. And I always knew that I was destined for one person. And again, my near-death experience confirmed this. And then my twin flame turned my world upside down and not necessarily in a bad way. Mm-hmm. But they say that your twin flame would be like your yin and yang. And she is quite literally my opposite in every kind of way. And in fact, Kathy, uh-huh. two forbidden worlds collided and ethics was in the center of those two worlds. Mm-hmm. However, before I acted on anything, the universe convinced me that she was my twin flame and therefore my heart and soul gave me no choice I lost everything I worked so hard for Mm -hmm. and it said that 
that God in the universe brings your twin flame into your life when you are ready. And therefore, I'd say that this is the ultimate paradox. Because sometimes I question why God would put me in a lose-lose situation, meaning I choose my job, I lose my twin flame. Mm -hmm. But if I choose my twin flame, then I lose my job. But little did I know that if I lose both, Mm -hmm. I'd find my soul and my spiritual journey would begin And I have never felt so alive in my entire life than what I do right now. And I'm going to carry God's work because I know what he wants me to do. And I'm honored that he chose me for it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I think you're going to do a lot with your book. And maybe you write one and you'll write another one. You know, because more information will come out. Um, I have about five planned already. (laughs) You're so funny. Okay, well, that's wonderful that you're going to spread the word. And, and, um, and I I know you, you will have an audience, you have an audience here. I mean, people are coming in and and listening into you and, uh, um, you know, and are very sensitive that this happened to you because this is still fresh. It's still new. It's not three months old. I know. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I had somebody I on. I feel bad that I started crying a couple of times. You probably couldn't even understand what I was saying. No, we were having, we were on your side. And uh, um, and listening very, you know, um, patiently with you. But uh, I think that you, you got, let's have you back on the show in a couple months you know, and uh, around the fall, and uh, and you can let us know where you're at in your book and what's happening, mm-hmm. and because um, things are so fresh in your your mind, things will come out more a little bit later too. Yeah. You'll remember, oh my gosh, I went through this, or you have a flash back of something that you. I do have to share with you, Kathy, that God shared with me that I needed you. To be the first person I told my story to. Oh, I'm so rewarded. Thank you. Thank you, Christina. And, uh, and it's, yeah, I think think the message that you're trying to get to all of us, because my show will be on demand, so be people listening to you later throughout the week and months to come. And, um, and I want you to come back and, uh, talk a little bit more about the book, you know, in our books, you know, that you're going to be coming out with and, uh, and see where you're at. And, you know, maybe there might be some other things that you may remembered and everything. And, um, and I'm so sorry they had to throw up so much. That was horrible. And, uh, my heart goes out to that too. That was not a good thing. And, um, um, and I'm glad somebody was there to pick you up at the hospital and I'm glad that you got to go home and rest and, and, um, and some of the experiences that you're going to be having, you probably will have a little bit more. So, um, your mind will remember things later too. You'll have a little bit of flashback because going through this, this is what I've 
experience with so far the people I've talked to, and there's been many people I've talked to that are coming on, that um, it's it's a very um, dramatic experience. It's something that nobody could ever put in words. It's it's hard. Yeah. It's hard, even hard to write it down, but because it, it's it's almost like a different language, but yet. And yeah. witnessing and seeing something that you went through and the others went through because everybody has a unique story. And I think it's the message that they needed to hear and, you know, and to be able to change their lives too. Cause some people really made a change in their life. Kathy, you're so right. It is really hard to put into words. Wow. And it's, it's probably something too that you needed to experience yourself. So, um, but we can talk about that a little later because my hour's almost up and I really want you to come back. Already? Yes. But I want you Kathy, to. Kathy. <laughs> I know. Oh gosh, I can... But it's okay. You'll come so back. So much more to share. I know. I know. But you'll come back. You'll come back. Okay. I'll There's... come back. There's so much more. And you have a little audience right here and I'm sure they would want to hear from you more. Okay. Because they'd probably say, oh, she's got a lot to say. I know she does. So, and well, hopefully it made sense, it, you know, Again, I apologize. It, it's your story. It's your story and oh. no one owns it, but you, and, uh, it's your near death experience and the, you know, I'm sure there's going to be more you're going to be telling me later. And I know you have a lot more to mm -hmm. say a lot more. Yes. So, um, well, I have to, um, call this shortly so but i would love to have you come back and you'll be back probably let's say about maybe october i'll have you come back okay and you then to me, I'll, you'll I'll be, be there. ready you will i know you will so um, <laughs> for everybody listening in please i have a website called the phenomena um of the of, ah the phenomena of nd excuse me the phenomena of nd and um okay follow me on that and uh, Christine's uh, will be on there and you can listen to her again and uh, if you have any other questions please contact me at Kathy Lee Parker at live.com so everyone have a great evening and thank you so much Christina thank you thank oh, you thank, thank you, you for your message and uh, you have a wonderful evening and we will catch up soon how's that sound and you'll be back Perfect. Sounds good. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye.